Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Hey, everybody, I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thanks so much for joining in on the series the leave series, actually. We've been covering what to do when families leave, what to do when volunteers leave, what to do when staff members leave. And today is an extra special episode. It's episode 55, and it's knowing when you need to leave. Yeah, sometimes that's part of the process. You know, we, we have friends in ministry who have been at the same church for 50 years mm-hmm. uh, and, and and on the same staff, someone who's been 40 years Uh it's incredible to see longevity, and I think longevity in one spot has so many rewards. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so we are in no way – I think we should start by saying this. We are in no way saying that um, we are endorsing endorsing uh, hopping from church to church like a lily pad just because something goes wrong. Um, that's oh, not no. what we're uh, we're endorsing. We, we love the idea of endurance, sticking through it. Uh, trying your best to be used by God to change a culture and environment. But there does come a time where um, the situation or God himself is calling and asking you to make that move. And how do you know when? It can mm-hmm. be really confusing. Especially if you have a loyal personality and the loyalty is and, – and it's connected to the spiritual component, right? And so there's a loyalty piece of I'm to be loyal to this place. I was called to serve here and – uh, there are sometimes when you're not the lily pad jumper, but you're the other one where you're so loyal that you stay so long that eventually it turns into a toxic, unhealthy place for your soul, which then that bleeds into your home life. And then all of a sudden it's really confusion. Like, why would God call me to this when it might not be that he might, it might've been a time for you. It was just time for you to go. And so I think today we're going to give you, I love that you brought that up, that this, we, we really endorse, if you can, longevity. But so how do you know when it's time to go, when it's time to leave? And so we're going to give you four tips today um, that we've seen throughout the ministry world um, through our friends, ourselves. And uh, we're going to give you four tips that will help you uh, if you ever might need them down the road. Yep. And one other word of caution before we go into this. I don't think this is one of those that you can just easily go step one, step two, step three. It's so personal, and it's such a, a relational thing between you and God. Um, so uh, we we come with that spirit, too. This is just the heart of encouragement, uh, mm-hmm. folks who have been through this before, and um, just maybe just an outside voice that God might use in your heart to kind of bring some clarity to uh, a confusing time in your life. That's what we're hoping today. But we do understand that there's no simple formula for this. Mm-hmm. Number one is you need to leave when you can't follow your pastor's leadership. I mean, it's just super simple. Um, and, and this comes in many different forms, conflict or um, maybe just the way they're leading the church. But if you get to the place where in your heart you there's just no way you can continue to serve with that person, the, the in my opinion, the wrong thing to do is to start war with that pastor. Um, it's It's not – that hardly ever works out. And I think uh, for those who are not aggressive personalities, but mm-hmm. they're the passive aggressive personalities, it's uh, a very powerless feeling to think I can't follow my pastor's leadership. And at the same time, I am not going to uproot my family. 
my wife, my children. I'm not going to lose this secure paycheck. I can't leave. And then there there's becomes this internal war of, well, I'll just stay and get in my own lane and ignore him, you know, and then it becomes a really, t- it, in, we end up contributing to the toxicity of the environment because it's like, well, I feel powerless. I don't want to stay under his leadership, but I also don't feel like I can leave and I'm caught in the middle and there's this tension. And we, I know so many people who've been here at this moment. Me, I, yeah. I have been there. I have been there. Yeah. And there's just so many others where there's just this tension of, I don't want to uproot my family. And at the same time, I can't follow his leadership. And and if you're there, just know you're not alone. You're not alone. So many uh, church leaders have been where you are, and it's a really tough spot. And so I guess one of the questions, Jeremy, I'd have for you is uh, when would it be a, a telltale sign that it's no longer a choice, that it's unhealthy? If you can't follow your pastor's leadership, but you've got to a place where you're doing an A, B, or C, what would you say would be that needs to be the marker of it really is time to introspective and just start thinking and praying and talking to, you know? Well, I would definitely say it's not an event. It's a pattern. You want to identify patterns of behavior. Um, you definitely want to make the attempts to um, uh, care front it, <laughs> to uh, address it um, so that you don't have any regrets in that area where you say, hey, maybe, maybe I'm misunderstanding the situation or maybe given the opportunity, the pastor would – uh, you know, want to work through this with me and, uh, or at least acknowledge it and, uh, and, and give me some hope. Um, but if there's a pattern of just this, uh, of something that you just can't, you can't stand for, you can't follow, um, I would just say you have to fight through the fear. Fear literally held me in one spot for about five years, um, when I knew it wasn't supposed to be there. And that's a scary thing to think about on the other side of it. But when I was there, all I did was I felt like I was being good to my family. Um, and so I would say this, uh, you know, don't let any reason stop you from uh, life is too short and your family is going to be okay and God will provide. So don't let that be the reason you stop. Now, listen, uh, I also don't believe in getting crazy and like throwing <laughs> resignation letters and all those things. There's a process to this. Um, but I guess I would just say if, if there's anybody listening that is, has a similar maybe personality or struggle with fear like I do, um, sometimes we let fear hold us in prison and we tell ourselves stories, but it's really fear. Um, and we keep that as a reason to stay when we shouldn't, um, when we're, cause we're holding on to a spot that doesn't belong to us when we can't follow the person that is in leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a, a lot of people like to say the person God put in leadership, but I don't know that that's always the case. So <laughs> I'm just going to say the person in leadership, if you can't follow their lead in your heart, then, um, you know, and there's a pattern of that then um, you're holding a spot that's not yours. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a spot that comes open somewhere else. That's and right. It's really a trusting process, isn't it? Um, okay, so that's good. The second thing would be when when uh, telltale sign is when it's uh, when you know that it's time to leave is when it's costing you your health. And this kind of applies to anywhere you work, that if it's the kind of job where it is causing, when the doctor looks at you and goes, well, 
the diagnosis, are you stressed? How's your job? How's things going in your home? Mm-hmm. And when the doctor's acting, uh, asking you those questions, I think that that's a telltale sign that if this job is causing me my physical health, then it's time to look elsewhere. And it might go back to the fear piece that you're talking about. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that, right? And especially post pandemic and job security and, and, um, supply chain issues. I think there's just a whole lot that can feed the fear. But I think that at the end of the day, if, if the job is, you're looking at it, it's going, it's going to cost me my life. This isn't lining up with what his plan is for me. You know, and I do think we have to qualify this one too, because I can hear like all across the internet people filling out their resignation letters because they're stressed, because <laughs> every church leader is stressed. True. Uh, so, but what you're talking about is stress takes over your body physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demobilize. I love what Nick Mobley, our uh, on our writing team, talks about when he because he went through a season of burnout, and he said for him it he wasn't able to recover. That was his key factor, his key indicator. He wasn't able to recover and if you are just constantly stressed and burned and you can't seem to recover that is the indicator for you to say i need help um now that help might come in the form of your church working with you and giving you a sabbatical a break your church helping you find therapy uh your church helping you and you partnering with them towards getting to a better and more healthy place and you don't leave but it also might mean that you have to change environment to to actually survive and live. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, we know that's a hard decision. It's hard to determine, and no way we can do that on a podcast. But um, I loved what Nick Mobley – that was just a gift to me. If I can't recover, then I'm in a place that is uh, unhealthy, and it's going to eventually take me out. And if you want to – as you were talking about that, I was like, oh, I'll put that in the show notes – so if you want to see, I think you even have a blog, and I think he was yeah. on the podcast, right? So I will put both of those in the show notes. If you can go to ministrytoparents.com, click on podcast and episode 55, we'll put those in the show notes for you if you want to go and look and see what Nick had to say. Yeah, number three is if your passions are changing. Um, <clears throat> I like this again. I, I, this is a, from my own personal experience as well. Um, you know, God uh, is free to move and change us. In fact, I think that's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you're sitting in a seat that um, has one very specific job, but constantly you're thinking and uh, dreaming and um, excited about other things. And, and and it's not a it's not a quick little thing. It's like an ongoing months, maybe even years of just a tug. Um, you know what that might mean? Again, you might be sitting in somebody else's seat in that moment um, because mm-hmm. there is one, there is a seat that is burning and yearning for you, mm-hmm. and you good. have to be open. I want to say this to this person who might say, "Well, you know what? I if I leave, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave every everyone here." And, and I was taught this early on in my ministry, and and it's this. Uh, I don't need to be so arrogant as to think that I can't be replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, now that doesn't mean I don't participate to a smooth and healthy with a, in a smooth and healthy transition as much as possible. But to think that if I leave, everything's going to go to pot is a little bit too much self-involved thinking. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that again because I was young and arrogant, and I had to have a mentor teach me, "Hey, man, it's going to be okay." Uh, <laughs> I know you think <laughs> that, you, uh, but this isn't true. And so I would say this to you: if your passions are shifting, and you're thinking I'm, I want to shift, but I might be leaving all this hanging, I would say to you: trust, uh, trust. Um, 
again, this is not just an event. This is a long-term pattern of you feeling pulled and yearned to another direction. Then that is time to start considering a, a change. One of the ways that that happened for me was when, um, you know, working with students in my 20s, then having kids in my 30s, my heart shifted because now the energy that I'd given, been giving the students, it was like, oh, I'm like discipling my own kids and pouring into them. But I still had that ministry component and my heart began to shift towards uh, dealing with adults and working in women's ministry and Bible study stuff and Bible teaching. And I think that's when I was like, oh, my heart began to shift because my life stage shifted. And that's when I kind of knew it was time to leave and move away from working with teenagers. I also just didn't have the evenings to give anymore and, and going to the kids' ball games and things like that. And that was a marker for me that it was time to leave and make a shift was when my life stage shifted. It was kind of almost even obvious. It was like, okay, I'm going to shift and I begin to move. And God had been putting in my heart for a minute. As much as I loved being around teenagers, uh, the time and the heart, and I just began to be really passionate about spending time with other moms, mm. you know, and um, being and investing in them and discipling them. So that was how that looked for me. It was more lined up with a life stage, you know. Yeah. I like that, and I remember that stage very much. And I had a very similar experience. So I, 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 and I think most people do, but I think on this one it might be one of the hardest of all the ones we're discussing to kind of discern because mm-hmm. we we all are kind of trained not to trust ourselves and be like, am I really feeling this? Is this true? Is this because I had a really good burrito? At lunch? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll always say this. Um, I learned that before I turn in a resignation, I try something. I find a way to try. Um, so even l- let's just say. Uh, I'm in a youth ministry seat, but I am thinking I might want to be a pastor or work with adults. You know what I could do on my own time? I could find a way where I'm interacting with adults and I could test that out. Mm, that's really good. And see, am I gifted there or is it, is it, is this really what I think it is? Um, or is this because I was inspired by a documentary on Netflix and I'm yeah. just feeling passionate today? I'm constantly, I'm, oh goodness, I can't tell you how many times I've come back with the plans to just change the world and then 24 hours later, I'm like, oh, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, good. that's a good little word right there. Yeah. Number four. Number four. And last one. This is kind of the we say kind of the bummer for the last one. Um, but there oh, are nice. situations and it doesn't have to be. But there are situations when you find yourself in a church setting and for whatever reason, a policy changes or a, or a doctrine changes or. Uh, a, a committee takes over, somebody comes into power, a new staff member arrives, a new pastor arrives, whatever, and uh, all of a sudden you find yourself being asked to do something that goes against what you believe in your heart to be right, good, and honoring of God. Mm-hmm. Well, in that situation, it becomes super, super easy. Mm-hmm. This actually might be an event. Yeah. <laughs> this actually might be an event, might not be a pattern. Um, you know, and in those times, um, you just got to do what's right, even when it hurts. And, um, and if you're in that situation, I just want to say to you, uh, I pray courage over you today, uh, cause it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say, you know what, um, you guys can choose to do this, but as for me, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, that does occur. It is possible. There are folks who have so many different beliefs. There are people who find themselves making decisions that aren't right, and uh, and they are asking you to go along with it, and, and you just know you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to stay true to that. 
Um, so that that would be our last one. And one of the things that would be, I think, helpful in that scenario is to to talk to someone, a trusted advisor, friend, mentor, someone who's not in the the bubble that you're in. Not that's feeling the not, emotion. That's it. Not feeling the emotion. Not feeling that they don't know the person. They don't know the environment. Calling and just saying, hey, can I run this by you? What's your take on this? And see what their reaction is. And if it's like, oh, yeah, that's happening here and blah, blah, blah. But again, because what goes against your beliefs, like there's things that are just injustice and evil and you know they're not right. And when that's happening, you got to stand. And then there's times where it's like, okay, is this based on my story and what I bring in and my hurt and my wounds and my pains or is this actual and it's almost like if you have a gas tank that's broken and you need somebody to let you know what kind of how much gas you have in the car yeah I love that oh yeah it's it's like what you do with me all the time sometimes you'll come to me and say real or not real yes and now I've I've now do that with you because it's a human thing we sometimes we need to know is this real or not real And uh, yes, having a trusted person that shares your faith has walked a little bit further ahead of you, a mentor. I love that idea of mm-hmm. just verifying with them. I think I'm, I'm think I'm thinking this is what it is, it's real not or okay. not real. Yeah, I'm thinking this is not okay. <laughs> uh, that's very very good. Okay, so uh, thank y'all for being with us during the series. I agree with you, Elizabeth. Awesome series. We did a. Uh, this was a great close. And uh, we want to, before we go, remind you that you can always grab some free resources from us. One of those we're going to make available in the show notes. Uh, it's a resource we have called Minister's Transition Kit, and that's just free. You can go to our website, look up this episode, episode 55 of the podcast, and it'll have a download link right there, and you can grab that. It's a resource we've written all about this. And uh, you're you're pointing to the screen, and my eyes are too bad. I can't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but this this kit was written by Jeff and Laura Helton, oh, yes. friends of ours, our mentors that have gone and, down um, the road. Yeah, yes, and um, WellspringTN.com, like WellspringTennessee.com, WellspringTN.com. Jeff and Laura Helton, they wrote this for. They work with ministers all across the country. And they wrote this and uh, gave it to M2P audience. Yes. And it's it's three articles. The first one is how to enter a church well, how to leave a church well, and seven ways to guide your children in the transition. And so we're going to put this kit in the show notes for you. Sorry, I was pointing because I didn't <laughs> no, want to interrupt that makes sense. you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you also want to grab some other free stuff, you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. Put in your email address. We'll send you some videos and some resources. You can try it with your parents, see if they like it. And if they do, you can come back and learn more about how we can help your church. Thanks so much for joining in. It's been a really good series on uh, when people leave. And this has been episode 55, Knowing When You Need to Leave. Thanks for joining in. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. See you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P Podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.